Hey friend, what's up? Welcome to the Balance with Sam podcast. It's me, Sam, a former nine to fiver turned entrepreneur. I am a fat loss and mindset coach, the creator of Fit and Free, a 60 day mind body transformation program and soon to be monthly membership, the co-author of Balanced Eats Cookbook and a co-host of the Decades of Strength podcast with three other beautiful women. My greatest passion is helping you see how powerful and badass you truly are. I'm here speaking to you today to remind you that whatever you desire and dream of can be yours. I know it's possible for you because I did it for myself and I do it for all of my clients every day. And you guys, we are all the same. We are all scared to step into the unfamiliar and unknown. But hey, guess what? Everything we want is on the other side of fear. How else do you think I quit my secure 9-to-5 job, left corporate America, built my coaching business up from $0, actually $150,000 worth of student debt, lost 30 pounds, and changed my entire physique? I had to take so many leaps into the scary and unknown, but I trusted in myself and believed it was possible, and now I have it. If you want my secrets on how to successfully create your dream body in life and how to start grabbing life by the freaking horn so you can show up as your most authentic badass self, you're in the right place. I am so excited that you're here listening. And if you love this podcast, please head over to the iTunes store to rate and review. You guys are the heartbeat of the podcast. And the more that you share it with your friends, the more I can help empower you and the world. I love you guys so much. Thank you for your support and for taking time out of your day to tune in and listen. All right, let's dive into the episode now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, friends. So today I'm going to talk all about habits. And the reason why I want to talk about habits is because it is the thing that has allowed me to lose the 30 pounds that I lost and keep it off and not rebound or not yo-yo or gain the weight back or starve myself, any of those crazy things. It's just a whole new way of life and it's really about building a lifestyle. So just to give you some background, when I first started on my own personal health and fitness journey, I wanted results ASAP. Like that's all I cared about. I just wanted to be skinny. I wanted to lose the weight I had gained and I was willing to do whatever it took. And for me, I had a lot of motivation and willpower at the start. So my diet consisted of, you know, like grilled chicken, basically steamed veggies, maybe some rice, maybe not, maybe some potatoes. It was very, very strict, very boring, and it basically landed me with an eating disorder or disordered eating, I would say. And what would happen is Monday through Friday would be awesome. And then weekends, I would shit the bed and I would eat everything in sight. Um, Or, you know, I'd go out with friends and I just couldn't control myself because I had been restricting so, so hard. So over the course of the past five or so years, I discovered flexible dieting and finding a balance between what you can eat and what doesn't make me feel good. And so I want to share some of my habits that I 
have built over the course of the past few years, probably the past three or four years, that have led me to the physique I have now and also to the mindset that I have now because it's not so much that I'm trying to lose weight anymore. It's just a, it's now a matter of maintenance. And if you're listening, maybe you're in a phase of fat loss or maybe you're in a maintenance phase. Either way, you're going to want to build these really, really strong foundational habits so that when you do lose all the weight that you want to lose, you just maintain it, right? It just becomes normal because that's a new way of life. Rather than thinking, okay, when I get to this certain weight, I'll be able to eat like an asshole again. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the point here. Because if you were going to do that, then I would just tell you guys to just not eat anything other than grilled chicken and broccoli. Uh, But that's not life, you know? So life is meant to be enjoyed. Life is meant to have fun food, drink, you know, all the things. And so that needs to be part of your life. So the first thing I would recommend is finding a way of eating that you can see doing for the rest of your life. The only thing that will change when you have lost all of the weight that you want to lose is your portions will increase in a little bit in size to maintain. You don't need to eat at a calorie deficit anymore. And also you may have a little bit more flexibility or leeway when you go out to eat or maybe you have an extra drink or two throughout the week. You just have some more flexibility, right? Like it's not about trying to lose weight. It's just about hanging out, enjoying your life. Um, so if right now you're eating in a way that you you feel any sort of restriction like oh I just can't wait till I can be able to x if you are saying that to yourself like oh I can't wait to be able to eat bread oh I can't wait to be able to eat cereal oh my gosh I can't wait to be able to eat donuts then I want to ask you what's stopping you from doing that right now is it fear is it fear that you're going to lose control is it fear that you know you once you start you won't stop is it fear that you're going to gain weight Because what I will say is if you are currently restricting in any sense, eventually there's going to be an episode of binge eating or overeating. And the deeper and the bigger the restriction, the deeper and the bigger the binge. So what I would suggest right now is figuring out what your favorite things are to eat, what your favorite things are to drink, and make note of them. And then find ways to just make them healthier. You know, make them more um, emphasizing protein and veggies. It's not that hard, Um, and I talk a lot about it on my Instagram stories, but prioritizing protein and veggies at each meal and then having a small little portion of some type of carb or fat or combo of the two, and that is a habit that I have built, and it's what I use when I go out to eat. It's what I use when I eat at home. Every meal has a my uses my plate diagram which is half the plate's veggies, a quarter of the plate's protein, and a quarter of the plate is carbs or fats or both. So when you start to set up your template like that, right, that template can be applied anywhere. It can be applied at home. It can be applied out to to dinner or lunch with your coworkers or your friends. It can really be applied to anything, any holiday parties. So it gives you this mental breath and mental space to just go and enjoy the event rather than trying to calculate the damn calories. Now, if you enjoy counting calories, that's great. Continue counting calories. But for the person that doesn't want to count calories and wants to free up some of that mental space and, you know, not have to think about food like that, then I would say go half plate veggies, quarter plate protein, quarter plate carb. That is a fail-proof way to just be consistent. You know, if you do that 90% of the time, then some of the meals 
your ratio is going to be a little skewed and that's okay. And for me, ratio skewed probably 10 to 15, maybe even 20% of the time. And that's okay because what matters is what you do consistently, not what you do once in a while. So right now, take a look at what your meals look like. You know, are they mostly carbs with a speckling of, of speckling? Is that even a word? Sprinkling of protein? Or do they have veggies? Like what is your meals? What do they look like? And let's get real and say, okay, I need to start adding in more veggies. That's going to be something that fills you up, gives you health, right? And keeps you fuller longer. So that is one of my biggest habits is just getting protein and veggies at each meal and making that a priority. Um, my second big habit is walking. You guys know how much I walk. I talk about it a lot of my stories. I've talked about it on previous podcasts. And it's also the strategy that I use with any single one of my clients that comes to me and is either struggling to be consistent, doesn't have an exercise routine, or is exercising like insane amounts, and they need to restructure things. So I want you to think about walking as just a way to move your body to feel good and it's also easy exercise so once in, once upon a time i used to think walking was not exercise and i actually had a really great conversation with one of my clients the other day about this exact thing she was like that's not extra like walking is i've never thought of walking as exercise and when she said it i kind of laughed but i laughed because it hit me so hard because that was me for so long that all or nothing mentality like oh if i'm not sprinting on the treadmill or if i'm not lifting heavy weights you know if i'm not sweating my ass off in the gym then like it doesn't count right and so that obvious that mindset that all or nothing mentality didn't get me very far in fact it got me a really messed up relationship with exercise and with food So finding that middle ground of, hey, guess what? Something's better than nothing. And sometimes life is going to throw you curveballs and you aren't going to be able to go to the gym or you aren't going to be able to do your routine or you aren't going to be able to hit the treadmill and do some sprints if you like it or hit your cycling class or, you know, your boot camp, your orange theory. It's just not going to happen, right? So when life gets in the way, walking is something that you can do no matter what right? Oh man, someone's in the hospital. You got to go visit them. Cool. You can visit them. You can literally do laps around the hospital. Oh man, I got to go get groceries. I don't have time to exercise. Cool. Go walk to the freaking grocery store, right? Or park farther away and do a little mini lap. There's always ways to get walking in. For me personally, most of my walking comes from walking to coffee shops I work at, walking to the grocery store, walking to my boyfriend's place, or walking while I'm on client calls, Being on the phone and walking is one of the best things ever because I get to help people, I get to help my body, and it also provides me with mental clarity. As I walk, I'm in this like flow state. I also use it to listen to podcasts, you know, or just zone out when I want some me time. I don't put anything on, I don't even have my headphones on, I just am there and I'm super present and like looking at nature and just very present of where I am and it's so 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 beneficial when you get back home or you go back into your desk after a walk you know that feeling you just take a deep breath and you're like oh my god that felt so good to just move and get outside so if you aren't walking right now or walking is not part of your life in a um, a pretty big way I want you to start thinking about it as one of the best tools for changing your body and changing your mental state Just because walking is quote-unquote easy, right, or doesn't feel like this big feat, if you can keep a promise to yourself of walking every day, 
you will be very surprised to see how that little win adds up and it helps you start believing in yourself that you can do something right it's like your anchoring point because you know that when life gets crazy and things get out of hand or you know life serves you an event that you weren't planning on you can still walk and that adds up over time if you think about a year long of walks versus not you know think about it in terms of mental health in terms of physical health cardio health all of those things. It's a beautiful thing. It's so easy. And there's really, really low barrier to entry, meaning you don't really need like mental effort to get up and go for a walk. You know, and that first step off the couch or that first step out of your desk may take a little bit, but it's not hard to start the walk, right? It's more just hard getting up out of the chair, but remembering how good you feel is what will help you get up. Um, and I also recommend just trying to walk as much as possible in your daily life like how can you walk instead of drive or how can you you know make certain activities with friends walking centric rather than like drinking or eating centric that's a big one I know for me and my friends um even my boyfriend we walk a lot and it's it's great because you get to catch up with people but you also both get the mental clarity and just health that accompanies walking and it's just nice to see nature and people and get outside So that is my number two habit is walking. And right now, if you want to take a look at your step count, you can look at like the health app or whatever phone you have. There's probably some type of tracking device or you have if you have a Fitbit. If you're not currently at 10K steps a day, then I want you to take whatever your average is and add 500 to it and aim for that. Do that for a week or two and then try to add another 500 and slowly start to build your way up until you hit 10,000 steps. And you will be so amazed at how much more energy you have, how much better you feel, how you don't have to lash out at your significant other, right? Like how you have way more mental clarity. It's it. I can't even I could go on. I could take this podcast for hours and talk to you about all the benefits but I've had some of my most breakthrough moments um, and even like business ideas and um, you know conversations that I needed to have with people or things I remember I'm like oh shit I totally forgot I had to do that but because I was in this space of walking it kind of you know made me present and think about all these other things that I usually am too distracted to think about so if you haven't figured out yet walking 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 go walk um so those are number one and number two habits veggies and protein and then walking the next habit is sleeping I used to be a person who (laughs) told myself I could sleep when I died that was actually those are words that came out of my mouth I used to say oh I'll sleep when I'm dead like nah I don't need to sleep I'm good you know and I I just didn't even know that it had effects on my mental health my physical health anything my recovery Um, And this is going back to like architecture school where we were pulling all-nighters quite often, if not weekly, probably, you know, maybe once or twice a week I was pulling an all-nighter and it was a very regular occurrence and it was just, that's just the norm in design school. So that's, that's all I knew. I didn't even know that people didn't do that. So when I got out of college, after I had gained 30 pounds, I was like, I still had that same mentality of, I don't really need to sleep. I'm good. I have too much to do, you know? So I was a workaholic. I was, I would stay at work super late. I would get up super early and go to work early. Um, and I just didn't prioritize my sleep. And after a while of doing that, I started getting really sick all the time. I always had like, you know, a sniffle or something. I couldn't focus at work. Um, I just kind of felt low energy and I didn't feel good. Like I was, I was getting injured too. 
and I read this incredible book called Why We Sleep. It's by Matthew Walker, and it talks all about the benefits of sleep, um, but it also talks about the long-term, like, longevity benefits and how much it actually impacts your well-being, your mind, your your body's ability to recover from workouts, and this is all stuff that I guess deep down I knew I just didn't really want to accept, so over the past two years or so, I have prioritized sleep, and now I have worked my way up to between eight and nine hours a night, and for the amount of stuff that I do, right, I used to tell myself, oh, I don't have enough time to sleep that much, you know, I have way too much to do, and there was truth to that at the time, because I felt like I had so many hours in the day, and I couldn't waste them sleeping, right, but When I sleep eight to nine hours a night, you know, it doesn't happen every night. I would say it happens five out of seven nights. But when I sleep that long, I wake up and I am so fucking productive. Like I get my shit done. I feel great. You know, for the amount that I work out and move and walk, I have to get that much sleep. And without that sleep, man, I wake up groggy. I feel like trash. I can't show up for my job, for you. It's it's awful. And I know that you're probably in that same boat of, oh, well, you know, I can't sleep. I have too many things going on. Well, if you start prioritizing your sleep, I guarantee you that you're going to get your shit done much faster at work or at home because you're not just like lollygagging around because you're exhausted and you don't even know left from right. So right now, same thing as I talked about increasing your step count, increase your sleep count, right? So when do you go to bed and when do you wake up? Okay, let's add 15 minutes, right, onto the front or back end of that, whatever it needs to be. You can sleep in 15 minutes more or go to bed 15 minutes earlier. I like to set a timer for when I have to go to bed. There's the reminders app in your phone. There's so many things that you can use, apps, to remind yourself. I still do this, even though I've had the same bedtime for a while. I still do this because I still want to stay up, but I know that I shouldn't. So, I remind myself, or I have my phone remind me, Siri, whatever, tells me, say I'm going to bed, you know, it's time to sleep. And whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, and I get frustrated, but I know that if not, I'm going to regret it in the morning. You know when you don't get a good night's sleep, and then you wake up and you're like, motherfucker, I should have gone to bed earlier. You know, like, why was I on my phone scrolling? And I guarantee you, that's all you're doing. You're just dicking around on your phone, in your bed, scrolling through Instagram. You're looking at your mom's, grandma's, cat's, sister, you know, so uh, enough is enough. Quit your bullshit and go to sleep. Your body needs it. It's craving it. And not to mention, it also helps your fat loss, which if you're trying to lose weight, well, why wouldn't you? It's a free resource. It's like, you know, you guys take supplements. Well, okay, you're going to take a supplement. You're going to pay for a supplement. Well, the best supplement I can tell you about is called S-L-E-E-P. It's on the market. It's, um, it's free 99. Yeah, it's just it happens when you're in your bed. So go to fucking bed. All right. All right. End rant, end rant. Um, so sleep. That's number three. Number four is workouts. So workouts is not my number one. If you haven't realized that it's actually like the fourth most important. Uh, my nutrition always reigns. That's how I perform my best. That's how I feel good. If I eat like shit, I feel like shit and I perform like shit. If I don't sleep, I can't even function. You know, and if I don't walk, my body feels really stiff and old and I feel like a 95 year old grandma and I shouldn't feel that way at my age. But 
Lifting weights makes me feel like a badass. It makes me feel strong, empowered. I feel like when I walk out of the gym, I'm like, I could fuck up bitches, you know, and I actually don't want to do that to anyone, but it does make me feel so empowered and confident and sure of myself. It's like nothing that, you know, I could ever describe. I didn't even know that lifting weights had that capability until I started about five or six years ago. And when I started dabbling in it and seeing how much strength affects your mental state, I was I was hooked. So right now, if you aren't lifting, um, I recommend starting. You can start super, super small, you know, like just try one workout a week, join a class, um, have some guidance, you know, or go hire a trainer in person so you can get your form right. And then you can graduate to two and then to three and however much you want to go. Um, I've had times in my life where I was an insane person and I was like exercise. I was lifting weights six times a week, which is like the absolute max I would ever recommend. And it actually wasn't healthy for me. Um, so you could go, you know, that extreme or you can do it once a week. But whatever it is, find something that you like and you enjoy and that you can stay consistent with. So right now for me. I think I'm at about four, maybe five times a week at the gym. Um, And one of those times is usually just to hang out in the steam room and stretch and uh, just chill. It's not really like any um, lifting per se. It's more just like being in the gym and reminding myself of how good it feels to get there. Because I don't always want to go. Actually, most times I don't want to go. But once I'm there, it feels really good. So... Right now, if you're not lifting at all, I would say start with once a week, join a class, get some guidance and some accountability and motivation um, so that you show up, you know, you have something to show up for, get some sort of external accountability and then start building your way up. And I would say a speed spot for most people with strength training is three to four days a week. Um, My clients that lift three days a week, four days a week, probably see the best results in terms of changing their physique. Now, not everyone can do three to four days a week. So if you can't, then pick two or pick one, right? I don't care. Walking is a priority over lifting anyways, right now, if you're just trying to start getting healthier. So get in the gym as much as you can, but don't break your back trying to do it. You know, exercise, working out shouldn't stress you out. So find a realistic amount of times that you can do, accept what is, and then just go do it. So that is number four. And number five is having a morning routine. This is something that I'm probably going to do a whole entire separate podcast on because it's taken so much importance in my life as of recently. But having a morning routine is probably the most underutilized thing for setting up your day for success. I used to just, when I used to train clients in person at the gym, I used to get out of bed at 5.42 I would somehow put my clothes on and get to train clients to the gym at six. It was about a 12, uh, no, it was about an eight minute walk. So that means I gave myself four minutes to get out of the door. Now I'm a female. So you all know what it's like trying to get yourself out of bed, looking like a sack of potatoes in the morning. And I don't know how I did it, but I did it. But what it meant was I was rushing. I was so overwhelmed. I was stressed out before the day even started. And it felt like the day controlled me. And it sucked. Like, I didn't even know that it was taking over until I had a coach and talked to him about making a morning routine. He's like, you don't have a morning routine? I'm like, no. And he's like, girl, you got to get a morning routine. So little by little, I started building in a morning routine. 
And it was really hard, I'm not going to lie. It was hard to do it because I've never been a morning person. And if you're telling me right now, I'm not a morning person, I am not a morning person. I've slept through fire alarms, dude. Like, don't even go there with me. Uh, I am a heavy-ass sleeper. I could sleep for 10 hours, and I probably... (laughs) I may need to at some points. But seriously, like, I am not a morning person. But I told myself, like, if I'm going to be successful, I have to be a morning person. It's just there's no option. I, I don't have the flexibility to get up at my leisurely eight or nine o'clock. I sure could, but it feels like shit when you don't get up early and get your shit done and get on top of your life and feel in control. So my morning routine right now, I'll walk you through it and then I'll kind of talk to you about the steps um, to helping you develop yours. But my morning routine right now looks like me having my alarm clock across the room. It goes off. I get up and get it or else if it's next to me, I just snooze and just forget about it. Um, and then get out of bed. I chug water. That's the first thing I do is chug water, um, splash water on my face and just kind of like wake up, you know, head downstairs, make some coffee and have my greens powder and maca powder, little greens cocktail. And that's the first thing I do. Um, I wait for my coffee to finish. I have my coffee. And then while I'm having my coffee, I journal. So when I say journal, I'm not trying to be all like woo woo, whatever. But when I journal, it's really, really basic, but it helps me so much have clarity on the day. So my journal consists of three to four things. The first thing I write is gratitude. So I always start the day with gratitude. I list anything I'm just feeling grateful for, you know, a new day, sunshine, coffee, my boyfriend, my friends, my family, um, my coaching business, you guys, um, you know, waking up to a beautiful sunrise, my warm apartment, plants, like all these things, right? I write that shit down. It makes me remember and focus on the good stuff. It makes me think about the abundance of stuff I do have in my life rather than focusing on what I want or what I don't have yet or the things I'm not. So I really try to hone in on, okay, what do I have? How fucking awesome is it? I'm so blessed. I'm alive. I have all my limbs. I can walk. I'm great. Right? So I start the day like that. Secondly, I put my affirmations. So these are things that have constantly evolved over time. When I first started with affirmations, they started very... Um, I would say disconnected from myself. So they weren't really like, I guess they just didn't really connect to me. As I said them, I didn't really feel any like emotion to them. And then I started realizing like without, when you say these things, if you actually don't believe them, then it doesn't really matter. So I started saying things like, I am becoming a woman who, right? So that you can start to challenge your brain to saying, oh, okay, I'm becoming this, right? Instead of saying like, I am, courageous if you're not feeling courageous then you're just you're gonna be like yeah okay no but if you're saying i am becoming courageous it's a lot easier to believe it so some of the ones that i started with were um i wake up early every day go to sleep early for me i am strong i am capable worthy and deserving i am not my body i am not my thoughts i speak my truth even in uncomfortable situations i am open to love opportunities and wealth And that was a huge one, open to love. And that's pretty much how I was able to shift my closed off space to my open space and meet my current boyfriend was literally reminding myself that I have to be open. I have to be vulnerable and willing to do that if I want to bring it into my life. Um, And last one is I'm a bright light shining and expanding daily 
inspiring others to do the same. And that right there is my purpose statement. And it's something I remind myself of daily because in the times where I don't want to work, right, or like I just don't want to show up on the internet or on Instagram or on my podcasts, I remember that it's not about me. It's not. It's about you. It's about every single person that's ever come in contact with me that follows me now. It's about anyone that listens to anything I ever have to say, any of the crazy stuff, you know. It's my clients, right? I am serving you guys. I'm providing value. And it's, so it's not about me. And so once I started remembering, like, Sam, like, the world doesn't revolve around you. Like, you're per- you are here with a gift and a purpose, and you have to do it. You can't just decide some days, like, you don't want to. Like, who? I know. So when I write that down, it helps me remember why I do what I do and that I get to do this and this is the biggest blessing I could ever have right it's not like I'm forced to do it I could easily go back to a nine to five but I chose this life and so reminding myself of that because sometimes it's it's easy to get caught up in all the things you don't want to do so that's the second part of my journaling and that's usually a few sentences it's not long it's just a few things um the third part is my intention So it's usually just a sentence of how I want to show up for the day. So if I know I have a lot of shit going on, um, you know, or maybe I have a tough conversation I have to have, or I have a podcast to record or something, I'll write something that's aligned with that. So, you know, the other day I had three client calls in the same day. That's three hours of talking with my clients that I love, right? But three hours of mental energy expended for one person is hard. And I have a lot of energy and it's not so much a problem for me most days, right? But some days, that's a lot. And I don't usually do three hours in a day. So my intention for that day was to be mindful, to be present, and just to listen, right? Rather than being like, you know, daydreaming or um, wanting to talk, thinking about what I wanted to say back before they even got to finish their statement, I wanted to be able to really just listen. So that was my intention. And I went into the day trying to be as present and mindful as possible and it's so powerful when you just write that shit down it's like oh yeah okay that's what I'm gonna do and then you just do it and at the end of the day you go to bed feeling like okay this is the thing I set out to do and I did it you know and I've also used this for emotional eating or like overeating too um I remind myself like I can have more later you know there's no shortage um I can always eat again and as silly as that may seem to write that down it has actually changed what I do in the kitchen you know instead of like eating a little bit more I'm like I'll just have a little more later I don't need to eat more now I have to go do things so I created some structure for myself by writing down these things that I want to work on because eventually those thoughts right will become actions and now they are because I don't struggle with that binge eating mindset all the time right that used to be that used to consume me every single meal Um, now it pops up once in a while. Of course, it's never going to go away fully, but I'm way more conscious of it. And I'm now I'm just conscious of it before it even happens. Like, Oh, okay. I could see where this could turn into an overeating session. So I just, I change my state. I move, I leave the space. So that is all stems from writing in the morning and just reminding myself of that. Every day is a new day to remind yourself. And then lastly is my goals or my to-do list. So I make a list. I use the 531 method. Um, the number one thing you have to get done that day. So I will find the most important thing, write that down. That is my number one. Then three sub things, wing things, uh, things that would be great if you could do. Um, maybe smaller projects, 
things that ideally in a perfect world you'd get them all done but you know the world's not going to blow up if you don't finish it so those those are the next things and then five is you know the loose ends and odds and bods and all those things that have to get done at some point but there's no significant urgency to them ASAP so it's just like that ongoing to-do list that you could just keep moving the thing from the old to-do list to the new to-do list and it's been rewritten like 10 times and you still haven't done it like calling health insurance or making that dentist appointment or dropping off the package or those things um, where it's not super super urgent but it's got to get done eventually so those are the four things that I write on um, in my journal and it usually takes me I mean honestly sometimes it takes me five minutes sometimes I end up writing a lot more and I kind of write about how I'm feeling or what I'm frustrated with as well and it could take up to 15 or 20 minutes kind of depends on how much time I have in the morning what my schedule looks like and and really just how I'm feeling so when I say the word journal don't think that it has to be this like specific thing right but giving you structure may help where number one you know you you focus on the gratitude number two focus on all the things you are and that you want to become Number three, how do you want to go into the day? What's your intention for the day? And number four, what are your to-do lists? You know, make your, do your five, three, one method and then start your day on your terms. Even if you can get up five minutes earlier than normal, it's just going to set the tone for the day. So I hope this has all been helpful. I want to, I'm going to cut it here because there's a lot that you can take from this episode and I will probably do a whole nother episode on even more habits. But I would say that those are the five foundational mental health, physical health, just overall health and well-being habits that I have developed over the course of the past four to five years and really have gotten me to a place of mostly, you know, wonderful days. There's obviously going to be days where you feel off and you feel like trash, but for the most part, I'm content and happy and it's only because of these habits. Like it's not me putting in the effort every day because it's now automatic. And that's the most beautiful thing about the habits is it just becomes your lifestyle. It's not even something I consciously think about. I don't even think about steps anymore. I don't think about making my meal protein and veggie. It's just like what I do, you know? So it's like brushing your teeth, right? You don't think about it. You just freaking do it and it's all it is like brushing your teeth is just a habit you've been doing since you were a child and so when you can really start to hone in on the important things they add up over time you know if you think about the fact that you've been brushing your teeth since you were a little kid your teeth haven't fallen out well you know your big teeth haven't fallen out yet and that's only because you've maintained good gum health and teeth health so it's the same thing right now if you start to build these habits right now right? You're going to do yourself so much service so you don't have to react to health problems later. Start now, literally start right now, like today. Pick one of the things I just talked about and start doing that because I guarantee you, you're going to look back in a year, five years, 10 years and be like, I'm so happy I started. I'm so happy I didn't say, oh, I'll do it when, oh, I'll do it after all this. No, start right now. There's no better time to start. Like no one ever regrets taking action. So start. If you're sick of feeling like trash, you know, if you're sick of your own shit, then it's time, girl. It's freaking time. All right. I'm going to leave it there. I hope this is helpful. If it was, please 
let me know. Screenshot this episode, put it on your story, tag me so I can share it. I love hearing from you guys, and I'm so happy to be back podcasting. I know I've taken a little bit of breaks, spending time with family in the holidays, um, but hey, it's part of life. I'm back on it. Consistency is key. Uh, perfection is not. So on that note, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. If you have any questions or anything that you want to chat about, head over to my Instagram at Salty Lifts or my website, www.balancewithsam.com, and I'll catch you in the next episode.